The Gemara Daf Chavav. Actually, we're starting right at the, towards the bottom of Chavheim at base. <coughs> Five lines from the bottom. Four lines from the bottom. Hahi, hahi Avranke. There was an Avranke. What's an Avranke? So there are two pshatim in Rashi. We'll start first with one pshat. So Rashi says an Avranke is a tree that has a lot of shade that people sit under there and it's planted specifically for the shade and you put benches under it and people sit there outside to relax. Lehisloinen means to, to just recline there and to sit there and... No, 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 that's not what it means. And the sun, I'll look right, right afterwards, Rashi says, Okay, so there was this Avranke that was outside and the area that this Avranke was in was in a place that was more than a base of Saim. It was too big to be able to be allowed to carry there. The Havale Reish Galusa that the Reish Galusa had Bebustane in his garden, which was too big, which was so now Amalela Ravhuna Bachinana, he told Ravhuna Bachinana, Levit Matakanta, make some kind of a takana, fix up this area in a way, the Lumacha Noichal Namasa. That tomorrow on Shabbos we'll be able to carry and eat bread there. Azal, so what did Rav Huna Bachinana do? Avat Kone Kone Pachis Mishloisha. He put up around this tree, so reeds, and the space between them was less than three tvachim. So he puts up a, a, a gate around it, right? It's, it's lavud, so he puts up a, a fence around it. And now it's an area that you could live there, you could eat there, so it becomes like a base dira. The problem with a karfif that's more than a base asayim is if there's no one living there. It's like a garden or just a park. But now that he put up this mechitza around it, so now someone's living there. So therefore, you can carry in the whole entire area. What happened? Ozal Rava, Shalfino. Rava went and pulled out all the reeds, uh, took it off. Okay? We had, we, had, we had this a few times already. So the, 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 arguments, <laughs> we had, the arguments of Erevin didn't start in, uh, in them to whatever, yeah. Azal Shalfini, you pulled them out. Not only that, what happened afterwards? Azal Rav Papa Veravhuna Bereder Rav Yeshua. So Rav Papa and Ravhuna Bereder Rav Yeshua went and Aktinumi Basrei. They went and they collected them all. Why did they collect them? So Rashi says, because they were afraid that Ravhuna is going to come back and put it back up. So he collected all of the reeds that he shouldn't even have the ability to put it back up. Lamacha, what happened the next day? So Ravina asks Rava the Shaila, as follows. And Rashi explains that Ravina asked Rava on what Ravhuna Barchinana did. In other words, he was really supporting Rava. He was telling Rava, these are the questions on what Ravhuna Barchinana was trying to do. And the Gemara is going to bring up three different questions. Number one, it says in Abraisa, Ir Chadosha, when you have a new city. So what, what, what this is talking about over here is when you get to eight of Tchumen, so as long as you're inside a city, you're allowed to carry as much as you want. But then from the end of the city outside, so you carry 2,000 amas. The question is, what's considered to be the end of the city? From where do you measure? So a new city, a new city, you, you, you measure from where there are houses, where people are living. You don't measure from the wall of the city. Yishana, an old city, 
you measure from the wall of the city. Now what does this mean? An old city, a new city, it matters how old the place is, 100 years, 200 years, no, that's not the difference. Sigmar Sabrais explains. Ezi Chadosha, what's considered to be a new city? Bezi Yushana, what's considered to be an old city? Chadosha, a new city is Shahukva Ulubisayf Yashva, that first you put up walls, and there were no houses there. And then later you built houses inside. So Bishas, you put up the walls because there were no houses there. Those walls are not considered to be the walls that you can measure from where people are living. When you put up the walls, there were no houses there. So therefore you have to measure from the place where you have the houses. Yushana is Yashva Ulubisayfukva. If first people were living there, and then around these houses you put up a wall, so those walls are actually an indication up until where the city goes. So what do we see over here? When you put up a wall, it makes a very big difference if the houses were there already before or the houses were not there already before. So the Gemara says the same thing over here. This is whose question? This is Ravina's question. What did you have over here? The Reish Galusa had this big garden with a wall around it. When the wall was put up, there was no dwelling inside. There was just this nice tree that people would sit under benches over there, but it's not considered to be a dwelling. Now, Rav Hunabachirana came after the fact, after the wall was put up and put up these reeds around it to turn it into a dwelling. You can't turn it into a dwelling after the wall was put up already. We had this in the Gemara before. If you want to change the status of the place, you have to make a breach in the wall that's more than 10 amas wide, so you took off the wall, and now you make a dwelling inside, and then you could put back up the wall. But that's not what Avhona Bachinana did. So therefore, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, a good idea. Vaita the Gemara says, Rav Papa says to Rav, I have another question on what he did. Rav Asi said, Mechitzes Adarkelen, the Mechitzes of builders. Loishma Mechitze. It's not considered to be a Mechitze. What's the, what, why not? So these builders, they're out, in the, they're out in the exposed to the sun all day. So they make these mechitzes uh, just for shade. So they shouldn't uh, get the heat of the sun. So we see that a mechitzah that's made just for the purpose of shade of the sun is not a mechitzah. Alma kivin de avide. La, since it's a mechitzah that's made for tzniyas just to block the sun. Lo have a mechitzah. It's not considered a mechitzah. So the same thing over here. This mechitza, hachanami, mechitza. What what was this mechitza made for over here? They didn't really make this area. They didn't make it as a real dwelling that they want to dwell over there. They wanted to make it for one day that they should be able to sit there under the uh, shade of the tree, even on Shabbos. Every day of the week they would be able to sit out there and, uh, and eat some bread or whatever it is. Shabbos they're not going to be able to carry this, so he put up these reeds to be able to use this area for the shade of the tree. But you're just using it for the shade of the tree. It's not really a real dwelling. So it's not a good mechitza. That was the second question on what he did. Third question. said, a mechitze that's just made to, to protect or to block something that's there, it's also not called a mechitze. If you're just making it as a, as a shmira, to, as, as a protection or a block for something that's there, it's not called a mechitze. And the Harabe Baravue, and Gemara brings a source for this, Harabe Baravue, Ma'arevlo lokula mechuze arsiyaise arsiyaise. So you had the city of mechuze, and the city of mechuze had different neighborhoods. It was built different neighborhoods, and each neighborhood had their own mavoi, had their own alleyways. And he would tell them how in each particular mavoi you have to make a, uh, what you have to do for that mavoi. 
You have to make a lechi and a kaira, and you have to do the shittuf muvois, each individual place. Now the question is, why did he not include the entire city in one, in one Eidav or together? The whole entire city, Lechaira, was surrounded by a wall. Chuzah was surrounded by a wall. And he could include the whole city in one Eidav. So you have the picture here in Rashi. Let's, you know what, let's, let's take a look at the picture. I'm sure they have a picture here. I didn't see it yet. But uh, we're over here, over here in Tav Chavav. Okay, so this is the city of Mechuzah here. Pick, picture Reishud base. Okay, so it's a city with neighborhoods, but it has walls around it. And the Gemara explains, Mishumpeire de Beit Turi. Mishumpeire de Beit Turi. Peire de Beit Turi means that if you look right over here in the middle, so there was sort of a ditch. What was the, this ditch for? See? Long, the long row of a ditch. There's the houses on the sides, and there's the houses in the middle, and then there's a ditch in the middle. But if you look on the, on, the, on the side of the ditches, there's walls. There's walls that are covering these ditches on both sides. What's these ditches for? They would put all kinds of things over there for the animals to eat. Uh, I think the example that's brought is uh, pits of dates and all kinds of things for the, for the animals to eat. And why would they put up those walls? They would put up those walls as a protection for that area because they wanted that to be an area for the animals, for the food to remain there. That's where the walls were put up. So Lechayre, you have walls that are around the entire city. So why can't we rely on these walls that are there by these ditches to connect the whole city? So on one hand, these ditches separate the different parts of the city. But at the same time though, there's a wall that's surrounding it. Why can't we rely on that? So the Gemara explains, The point is that these walls that are surrounding this ditch, the area that you put those, the food for the animals, is not really being put up as a mechitza. It's not being put up for the purpose to have a wall for people. It's being put up just to protect the food that's inside of it there. So therefore, the same, so the Gemara is comparing it and saying the same thing over here. This mechitza that Rav Huna Bar made wasn't made over there as a constant mechitza to keep it there, to be able to live there. It's not made for the purpose of a dira. It's just made for a purpose, for a protection, similar to there. In other words, it's, it's only a mechitza that's made for a dwelling of people could count as a mechitza, otherwise it can't count as a mechitza. So therefore, Rav Huna Bar when he put up this mechitza, it, it's not going to work. Okay, so they brought, we have all kinds of reasons why what he did was not good. So the Reish Galusa, when he heard this, and he saw it happen, they took off his, his, uh, his mechitza, and they gave all kinds of reasons why it can't be used. Kari alayi Reish Galusa, the Reish Galusa said about them, Chachamim heim alahara, they're very wise, but it's all for the negative. Ulehetiv layadu, and they can't use their chachma to find a psaheter, to find a psaheter for what to do. Right? So, very good. Grace chachamim, but uh, they have to be able to use the same chachma to find a heter, not only to find a chumra and to explain why it's not good. Most mechitzes are for shmirah. Huh? Most mechitzes are for shmirah. Right, but but it's, it's not stam for shmirah. Depends what you mean by shmirah. Depends what you mean by shmirah. Shmirah like it is over there with these pits that they put on the ground for the animals to eat. It's mom is just to protect it there, that it shouldn't go away, it shouldn't fly away, whatever. But you have mechitzes is usually made for a dwelling, for a, pers- a purpose for a person to live there. That's a uh, mechitzah that works for uh, a native.
This is one Pshat Rashi. There's another Pshat Rashi where Rashi says that what happened was he put up, he had, it wasn't um, a, a tree with the shade and benches under it. In the middle of this massive garden, there was this little achsadra. You had like um, a pavilion sort of. And they would sit there. They would sit there, and it was, but it wasn't the area of dwelling, and he wanted to have a hetta to use it on Shabbos. So when it says over here that Avhuna Bachinana put up a mechitza, he didn't put up a mechitza around the area. Rather, what he did is he put up a mechitza coming from the house to this pavilion, which was inside this garden. He put up a mechitza of Kanem as a pathway to be able to carry from the house to this area. That's what he did. Do we have a picture for this too? No, they don't have a picture for that. Huh? There is a picture? Oh yeah, right over there, very good. Reishid Aleph. So this is the second Pshat of Rashi in Reishid Aleph. The first Pshat of Rashi is in picture Reishid. Put up a mechitza around... Where do you see the Kahnem in Reishid? What? Where do you see the Kahnem in Reishid? Well, it's not so visible. It's not so visible, but it's there. It's, yeah, it's not such a good picture, but it's there. So in Reishid Aleph, you see where the, the Kahnem, the mechitza is not put up around the area. The, the Kahnem is put up from the house to this achsadra that you should be able to carry. In other words, Rav Huna was not trying to change the status of this entire karfif. No, he's not changing the status, but he's making a pathway which has konim around it to be able to carry from the house to this achsadra. That's what he did. Wait, wait, so what happened? According to this second shot of Rashi, when Rava pulled it out, Rava wasn't pulling it out because he was trying to be machmer, on the contrary. Rava was pulling it out because he was saying, you don't need this. He was trying to be mekel. He was saying, you don't need this. What Rava was saying is, look, you have this achsadra, and people are there all the time living in, in the achsadra or spending time with the achsadra. That's good enough to be considered to be a dwelling that the whole karf, if you're allowed to carry in it, you could rely on this achsadra itself. You don't need this pathway. What are you making this pathway for? So Adar Rava. Rava was trying to be mekel. Then, according to this pshat of Rashi, came all these Amiraim and asked on Rava, and they told Rava, no, you're making a mistake. You can't rely on this Achsadra. This Achsadra is, first of all, it was built there after the walls were put up. So Bishas, the walls were put up, there was no dwelling there. Second of all, this Achsadra is not a real dwelling. People just go there for Tzniyusa, for, for the shade of uh, for, for, from the sun. People go there because they, they, they put things there to protect it. Rashi says they would use this achsadra also when they were working out in the field. They had a garden over there, whatever it is. They would put their clothing there. They would put their kale in there. It's not really a place that's made for dwelling. So Rav Hunabach was right. You do need this pathway in order, to, um, in order to be able to carry. So then the Reish Golusa, when he complained in the end of the story, his problem was he was sort of stuck. Yesterday, Rav Hunabach was massacred in the place. And Rav pulled it off. And all these Amiraim didn't speak up yesterday. Yesterday he didn't explain, not tomorrow, after already my, my, home, my, my uh, mechitza is gone, now you remind yourself and you explain that you really need it. But now it's gone. Why didn't you speak up yesterday when I had those mechitzas there to be able to carry there? That's Rashi's second shot. Rashi brings in the name of Tshuva Sagainim. Okay. Let's go right in the Gemara. Omer Abilai Shamaiti Mirabiliaza a filobase core. Rabiliaza's shitta is that uh, this big area of a, a karfif that you're not allowed to carry in is not like the size of the Mishkan, but it could even be as large as a base core, which is 30 saw, much bigger. <coughs> That's the amount that you're allowed to carry. Masnisim the like Hananya. Our Mishnah does not follow opinion of Hananya. The Tanya, Hananya Aimer, Hananya says Nabraisa. And some Rishayim say, Hanani said this in the name of Rabbi Yezer. So in our mission we had Rabbi Loi speaking in the name of Rabbi Yezer. Here we have Hananya. Afili Arboim saw. 
that the, the size, the maximum size that a Rishosh could be, to be allowed to carry there is 40 saw. As large as the, the yard of a palace of a king. So the Mishnah said a base core, which is 30 saw, and he says more, he says even 40 saw. So what's the source of this? Where do you see this Indian? They both learned it out from one Pasuk. Yeshayahu did not go out to the Chatzar HaTichayna. Chatzar HaTichayna means the inner yard, the inner courtyard. The Chatzar HaChitzayna is a front yard, and the Chatzar HaTichayna is the backyard. So we're talking about over here, Yeshayahu coming to Chizkiyah Melech. So he didn't go out to the, to the inner yard, to the backyard. So Narashi, the Gemara says, Ksiv, so in this Pasuk, there's a Ksiv and there's a Kri. There's the way the word is written, and there's the way you read the word. Ksiv Ha'ir. It's written, he didn't go out to the city. But the Karinon Chatzar. The way you read it is Chatzar. So what does this mean? The yard of a king. They were as large as an average city. That's how large the backyard of a king was. Now this yard of a king, which is as large as a city, the Kri, the way we read the word is Chatzar. We call it a Chatzar. So what's a chatzar? A chatzar is an area that you're allowed to carry in on Shabbos. Chatzar is a Rosh Hashanah you can carry in on Shabbos. So it's from this postic that we have a source that a massive yard of a king, as big as an average city, is still treated as a chatzar that you're allowed to carry in on Shabbos. Now the question is, how large is this place? So, so what's the machlaikis? The Ma'ikam Mifligi. So here's, there, here's the source of the Machlaikas. What are they arguing about? Mar Sovar Ayores Bainin is Havyam Beis Kor. Rabbi Loi's opinion is that the average city is 30 saw. So therefore, it's this Pasik that we have a source that a place that's a base core is still considered to be like a Chatzah that you can carry in. Mar Sovar and Rabchananya holds Mem Sovyam. The average city is 40 saw. Uh, so the, here's the source where we see this Machlaikas of how large of an area is still considered to be like a Chatzah that you can carry in. Now, the Gemara asks, Yishayahu, my boy Hosam, what was Yishayahu doing there? We brought up this Pasuk, so the Gemara explains, what was Yishayahu doing there by the backyard of Chizkiyah Melech? This teaches us what happened is as follows, Shacholah Chizkiyah. Chizkiyah got sick before he was going to pass away. And Yishayahu went, and he, he established the yeshiva by the opening of his house, in the backyard of his house. And from here we learn out, a Talmud Chacham that gets sick, and you want to bring him a refuah, so you place the yeshiva on his Pesach, in order to stop the satan from entering into his house. Which is, ah, uh, okay, an outside yeshiva, okay. So the connection that there's different pshatim in the mafarshim why dafke to be meishiva yeshiva al kivrei. So one of the pshatim that the the uh, one of the pshatim that the mafarshim say is because it says regarding teira divrei teira kelten. Just like you have an ear miklot that saves your life when you learn teira, it also saves your life. You enter into yeshiva, so therefore the yitzhara can't get in. And this is actually connected to chaydish elul. One of the Rosh Tevis in the is Ino Liyadai Visamti Lach that I put you, I make you a place, I make you a place, the month of El to learn Teira to protect yourself of the Eight Sahara. So that's what he was doing over here to create a protection for the Eight Sahara not to enter. But the Gemara says Valav Milsihi. This is not. This is not something that is a, is, is going to work. Why not? Dilma Asi Igruye Beisotin. 
this, the, the Satan is going to come and then get antagonized by them and this Adarabha, the Satan is going to come and enter into this place. So there's a few Pshatim, but Rashi says the Pshat is that the, the, the Satan is going to come and he's going to see the Yeshiva Bachrim learning there. And the Yeshiva Bachrim are arguing with each other, they're fighting with each other, and that itself will be an opening for the Yetzirah to come in. So therefore this is not going to work. Migri Buhu, or that's one Pshat, or other Pshatim, others say that if you change the Gersa and Rashi that the Pshat is, that uh, if you have a yeshiva over there, <coughs> so the, uh, the yeshiva bachrim, or the people that are learning Torah, are going to be antagonizing the Yetzirah, so that's going to instigate them even more. Either they're going to be fighting with each other, and that will bring the Yetzirah in, or they're going to antagonize the Yetzirah, that will bring them in even more. Okay. Going back to what we learned in our Mishnah, this is a completely different halacha. So this halacha is related to Eruv Chatseris. So the concept of Eruv Chatseris is, you have the Chatser that belongs to many people, then you have the houses. Each house belongs to one individual. So Chachamim made a you can't carry from a house to a Chatser, unless all the people of the houses are Mishtatif and Eruv Chatseris, and now everybody lives in one house, so therefore the Chatseris and the Batim all belong to one area, it all belongs to one house. So what happens if you have one person that didn't make a native chatzeris? He wasn't part. He wasn't part of it. So you still have one person that has a separate dwelling. So he's mavatl the whole native chatzeris. So what do you do now? So, huh? Yeah, so this is the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said there's something else that could be done even on Shabbos itself. If this person announces that he relinquishes his control of his house, I give it up, I give, I give away my place to everybody else. Actually, what the Mishnah was talking about is, what this person says is, I relinquish my rights to the Chatzar, to the usage of the Chatzar. The Chatzar is not mine. The Chatzar belongs to everybody else. I don't have any rights to this Chatzar. I could be here as a guest. I'll be here as a guest in the Chatzar, but I'm a vatal my Roshos in the Chatzar. That's what the Mishnah was speaking about. Why does he choose not to... What if he's out he of didn't, town? he forgot, whatever, yeah. What if he's in Florida? Huh? So, then, so then he can't do that, so he can't be in Bavatla's Chatzah. Well, if he's completely out of town, maybe you don't, he doesn't even have to Bechlal be part of the Erev Chatzah. He's not present Bechlal. His house is closed up, it's, yeah, it uh, could be. Okay, we'll see when we learn the, more the Halachas of Erev Chatzah. But here we're talking about someone that's here. So, V'chein Shemaiti Yemenu, another halacha that Rabbi Loi says he heard in the name of Rabbi Yezer, Anche Chatzah Sheshachach Echad V'loi Irev, the people of a chatzer, so one guy forgot to make a native. So Beisoi Osir. So his house is going to be Osir. So now in the chatzer, they're going to be allowed to carry because he relinquished his rights as an owner to use the chatzer. So in the chatzer, everyone's allowed to carry. But from his house, they're not, into his house, they're not allowed to carry. So Why the chatzer can you carry if he didn't make native, that guy? Because he's mevatl. He's mevatl his shaykhs, his ownership in the chatzer. If, I have no owner, if I'm just here as a guest, he says, I'm going to be here as a guest of everybody else. I'm about to my rights in the Chatzah. We learned in another Mishnah. His house, it will be Osir, both for him to carry from his house to the Chatzah, and all the people of the Chatzah will also not be allowed to carry from his house into the Chatzah. What it said in our Mishnah was, Beisoi Osir, his house, it's going to be Osir for him to carry from his house of the Chatzah. Everybody else, though, could carry from his house of the Chatzah. But in this Mishnah, that it says later on in the Masechta, it says that from his house, Loi Vulahen, it's Osir for everybody. So the Gemara says, you're right, it's Takamach Loikis. Omer Avunu Bereid Rav Yeshu, Omer Rav Sheishis. Loik this is not a question. Ho Rabbi Liezer. Our mission is following Rabbi Liezer. Rabbi Loi is repeating something that he heard from Rabbi Liezer. Ho Rabbonon. And that Mishnah from later in the Masech that goes according to the Rabbonon. And Rav Sheishis explains what this Mach is based on. 
Keshetim Tzilayma. If you think deeper into this Machlaikis, you'll see that the Machlaikis is as follows. Rabbi opinion is, when this person uh, removes his rights to use the Chatzar, and he's only there in the Chatzar as a guest, he's mevatl his rights to, the, to his house as well. He's really basically saying, I don't have any more rights in this. I'm not an owner anymore in this Chatzar. I'm not an owner anymore in my house. I'm just going to be here as a guest. We're going to allow him to stay in his house. We'll be there as a guest though. So even though this person, he only explicitly said that I'm taking away my ownership, my rights as an owner of the Chatzar. But once he says that, what do we say? That it's as if he, was, he gave up his rights to the house as well, even though he didn't say it clearly. So therefore, He's not an owner here, Bechlal, not in his house and not in the Chatzar. So anybody could carry in the Chatzar, anybody could carry from his house into the Chatzar as well, because this house is not anymore a private house. He himself, however, he himself is not allowed to carry from his house into the Chatzar, because if he carries from the house into the Chatzar, so then the whole thing that he did, that he relinquished his rights to the house, he's sort of doing something to go against that. He's using his, from the house to the Chatzar, so he's sort of demonstrating that he still is an owner here. So he himself is not allowed to carry from the house to the Chatzar, but everybody else is. This is Rabbi Yez's opinion. The Rabbanon, however, according to the Rabbanon, this person that says that I have no rights anymore in the Chatzar, I'm mevatl my Rishus in the Chatzar, Rishus bitl. He never was mevatl his rights of his house. He's saying to the Chatzar, I have no Shaykhis. So I'm not, I'm not uh, stopping the aid of that took place in the Chatzar. But as far as my house is concerned, I'm still the owner of my house. So therefore, no one's allowed to carry, no one, not only him, no one's allowed to carry from his house to the Chatzar. Because his Chatzar is still privately owned. His, his house, that is. His house is privately owned. So the, this is the Hezbollah that Rav Sheisha said in this Machlaikis. So the Gemara says, Pshita. This is, this is obvious that this is the, uh, the explanation of the Machlaikis. The, the Gemara's question is, the expression that the Gemara used before was, Keshetimtzi Loimar. If you think deeply into the Machlaikis, you'll realize that this is the Pshat. Such a, the, why, why do you have to think deeply into this? Pshita, this is the only Pshat you can say. Sarachbe explains when he uses this term, it's, an unusual, it's not so usual in the Gemara, when he uses this term of Keshetimtzi Loimar, there was a deeper point that he really meant to say. Myself and Rafuna Barchinina explained the reason why this expression was used is because if you have to apply it, if you want to apply this machlaik is to another case, so then you have to think deeper. A case where you have five people that are using the same chotzer, and one of them did not make an eriv, which is the case we're talking about. So now, according to Rabbi when he's relinquishing his control, his rights as an owner in this chotzer, he doesn't have to go to every single person of the Chatzah individually and tell each one of them, I'm giving up my rights to the Chatzah, I'm giving up my rights. He doesn't have to go and tell everyone. As long as he tells one person or as he announces it to one person, that's enough. How are we learning this out from? We're, how, we're learning this out from the opinion of Rabbi Yezza. Rabbi Yezza says he announces that he gives up his rights of ownership in the Chatzah and he doesn't spell out that he gives up his rights of ownership to his house. But we assume that that's what he means. If you're giving up your rights to the Chatzah, so you're giving up your rights to the house also, you want us to be able to carry everywhere. So it's the same thing also when you have many people that are in this Chatzah, if you tell it to one person, we assume that you mean to give up your rights to everybody. You don't have to go and tell every individual person.
That's Rabbi's opinion. But if you want to give up your rights in this chatzer, you have to go to every single person and tell them, I'm giving up my rights to this chatzer. That's the deeper point that Rav Sheish is meant to say. Another brings a b'raisa where it says this clearly. According to who does it go? This that it says in a b'raisa, Five people are living in one chatzar, chatzar echad in one chatzar. And one person forgot to make an native. So if you're relinquishing your rights to this chatzar, you don't have to go and tell every individual about this. Come on, according to who is this? This is according to Rabbi Once he tells it to one person, so we know that he means to give up his rights for everybody. Now the Gemara says, Rav Kahana Masni Hachi. Everything we learned until here, this is the way Rav Kahana repeated the statement of Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis was speaking about our Mishnah, which was talking about whether we apply the fact that he relinquished his control in the Chatzar to the house, and then we go and we apply that also to the question of whether he has to tell each individual. That's the way Rav Tevyumi learned, uh, Rav Kahana that has learned this. Rav Tevyumi Masni Hochi. Rav Tevyumi learned the statement of Rav Sheshes as follows. Keman Ozlo Ho Detanya. According to who does this b'raisa go? Hey, Sheshruim B'chatzer. Five people living in a chatzer, B'chatzer Echad. V'shachar Echad Mehen, and one person forgot, V'la Yiriv, and didn't make aid. K'shu M'vat L'Rishusai, E'en Etzarach L'Vat L'Rishusai, Chol Echad V'Echad. You don't have to go and tell each individual that you're M'vat L'Yirishus. Keman, according to who is this? Omer Avunah Bayuda, Omer Av Sheshes, Keman, K'Rabliyazah. This follows Rabbi Yaza's opinion. So the only difference over here is that according to this uh, version, Rav Sheshes L'Chatchila spoke about this b'raisa and said that it goes on Rav, um, and that it's according to Rabbi Yezer. Before, Rav Sheshes was bringing, speaking about the Mishnah. We're connecting it to the b'raisa. But now, we're saying that Rav Sheshes said it directly in the b'raisa itself. The Gemara says one more Indian over here, B'nagei Teris Machleikis of Rabbi Yezer and Rabbonon. Amalei Rav Papa la Abaye. So Rav Papa said to Abaye, Le Rabliyezer. According to Rabliyezer, I Omar loy mevatilno. If he clearly says, I'm being mevatil my rights to the use in the Chatzar. I'm here in the Chatzar only as a guest. But he clearly says, not my house. My house, I still want him to be mine. So before, what did we say? When a person is giving up his rights to the Chatzar, we assume that he's also giving up his rights to the house, and now he's a guest for his house as well. But what if he clearly said, No, my house, I don't give up my rights. Now the opposite, we have a Shailah. According to the Rabbanon, If he clearly says, I'm giving up my rights to my house, and I'm only here as a guest. So the Rabbanon's opinion was that we assume that he's giving up his rights to the Chatzar and not to his house. But what if he clearly says, I am giving up my rights to my house? My, so what's going to be the Allah? My time is, so the Gemara first explains the Shail that we have according to Rabbi Yezer, and then the Shail according to the Rabbanon. My time with the Rabbi Yezer, what's the reason of Rabbi Yezer? Shum de Kasavar, because he holds a Mavatl, Rishus Chatzairai, when you're Mavatl, your rights to the Chatzar. Rishus Beisai Bittal, you're also Mavatl, your Rishus to the house. We assume that you mean to also include the fact that you're giving up your ownership of the house. But But this person clearly said, I'm not, I'm not giving up my rights to my house. So that's, so therefore, the house will still be his. 
or perhaps it goes a little bit deeper. The reason of Rabbi Yezer is a person that has a house, but he has no courtyard that he could use with his house, a person doesn't live in a house like that. Every house has to have a courtyard to be able to use your house, to enter, to bring, bring your things in and out, and so on. Every bias has to have a chatzar. So therefore, if you're giving up your bias, we know for a fact that really, if you're giving up your, again, let's, if you're giving up your rights to the chatzar, so you have a house without a chatzar? A house without a chatzar is not a house. So that basically means you're saying that you're living in your house as a guest. Leavidi, huh? Except in Brooklyn. People don't live in a house without a chatzar. <laughs> so if the person is saying, I'm not giving up my house, it's not, we don't trust that he really means it. Okay. Even though he's saying, I'm going to live as an owner in the house, it, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Because if you gave up your rights to the chotzer, a house without a chotzer is Nishken house. So you're really saying, I'm here as a guest. That's the suffix we have according to Rabbi Yezer. According to Rabbana, we also have a suffix. If the person clearly says, I'm giving up my rights to the chotzer, and I'm also giving up my rights to the house. My time of the Rabbanon, what's the reason why the Rabbanon said that usually we say a person does not give up his rights to the house? Mishum de Kesavri, Rabbanon hold, Hamavatla Rishuz Chatseiroi, Rishuz Beisali Bittel. When he's Mavatla his rights as an owner in the Chatser, his rights in the house he never gave up. But But if he did clearly say, I am giving up the rights to my house, so he's giving up the rights to his house, he said so clearly. Or perhaps, time of the Rabbana, the reason of the Rabbana goes a step deeper. It's not a, a custom of a person to totally relinquish his rights, his ownership of a house, of, of the Chatzar. And now he's only going to be like a guest for, with all the people of the Chatzar. So therefore this person, when he says, I'm giving up my rights, my ownership of my house, we don't take him seriously. A person does not turn himself completely into a guest. It's, we know that he still wants his ownership of his house. So therefore, maybe we can't trust what he's saying. So the Gemara answers, I answered, Your question you have here, both according to Rabban and Rabbiyazar, Kivan the Goli Daite Goli. Once the person reveals his intent, we take him at his word. If he says, I give up my right to my house, we take him at his word. If he says, I don't give up my right to my house, he spells that out clearly, we take him at his word. Whatever he says, that's what it is. Okay, we finish off the Pedic with the last point that it said of the Mishnah, which was about Marr on Pesach. Rabbi said he heard from Rabbi Eliezer You yaitze on Marer on Pesach with Arkebalen. What's Arkebalen? My Arkebalen. It's Atzvasa Charzuyasa. Now you know what it is. <laughs> so Atzvasa Charzuyasa, according to Rashi, I mentioned this when we learned the Mishnah. So you have a palm tree, and around the palm tree there's like a vine that grows, or some, something that grows on top of the palm tree, and it has a bitter taste like mother. So according to Rabbi Yezer, you can use this as mother. So the Pshad of the Machlaikis of Rabbi Yezer and the Rabbanan that disagree with this is, Rabbanan hold, mother has to be a vegetable that grows on the ground, and not something that grows on a tree. True, it's bitter, but you can't just eat anything that's bitter from mother. It has to be a bitter vegetable. So that's the Pshat Mishmach Leikis to Nebuchadnezzar and the Rabbanam. Hadron Allah Oysem Pasen.